Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hello, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. I'm Sue Meyer. Well, we're back to do the second part of our First Aid for Heart Situations podcast. So we didn't get very far, actually, in our first podcast. (laughs) Well, we were trying to establish medical terms for heart issues. Because anytime you have a, someone that's having an acute heart situation, it's really difficult to understand where they're coming from, why they're having certain symptoms, and what to do about it. So just to have these terms in your mind, it will take a load off by the time you get to the hospital, or if you go to the hospital, when you're talking to the doctor, it, like I said, it'll take a load off your mind to be able to at least understand a little bit about what he's talking about. So... Obviously, this podcast is available to everyone, and um, I just want you to know that if you're a member in our members' corner, then you would have access to the printables for everything we're discussing here today, the homeopathic remedies, the medical terms, everything, so that you can just pop it right in your notebook, and, um, and you can have access to all this information very, very quickly at your fingertips. Okay. With that, we had discussed, like I said, the medical terms for anything to do with the heart. And today we're going to talk about the homeopathic remedies for those heart conditions. I just want to reiterate that as we're going through and talking about these conditions and the homeopathic remedies, just to put it in your mind how to use homeopathy for these situations is what we're going to do is we're going to to go through the symptoms and we are going to think in our minds, okay, so if I had this situation, what homeopathic remedy would I use? And if I did find that remedy, what potency would I use? And so for acute heart situations, you're going to use a 15 to a 30 C potency. And you're going to repeat that every five to 10 minutes during the first two hours. Then you're going to reduce the frequency depending on the progress of the patient. So in other words, we treat with homeopathy, what presents, okay? We don't, we don't anticipate that they're going to have more pain or we don't anticipate that the situation is going to worsen. We only treat what presents, okay? It's very important that we understand that because I have so many people saying, what do you think I should do? What do you think I should do? It's just like follow the symptoms. If you have a symptom, that's what you treat. And as you slow down the frequency, you, like I said, you just watch and wait. Don't anticipate that you need another potent dose of something until you actually need another dose. So, and then one of the other things is that if we get to the hospital, you find out that yes, you have someone with, that has gone into some type of heart failure and they want to put them in a drug induced coma or sedate them. You're still going to want to be able to give them homeopathic remedies. Now this is, uh, again, um, this is between you and the patient. If you're a family, you have the right to give homeopathic remedies. Some people choose to discuss this with the doctors. Some people don't. I'm not going to sit here and make that judgment call. <laughs> I've had, I've had heart patient uh, families tell me that they've gone in with their heart patient 
family member and the doctor would say, I don't know what you're doing, but you've got to stop it. This woman keeps trying to wake up. She was, she's supposed to be in a drug induced coma. <laughs> They're giving her Arnica or Cardis Mar or whatever. And she, <laughs> it's very, very interesting. So it's okay to discuss it with your doctor. Most doctors are very receptive to families giving each other homeopathic remedies. Some doctors are a little more persnickety about it, but in any hospital, you can very often find a doctor that is very receptive and say, you know what, your family, if this is what they want, you can do what you want. So with that, you can make a water dilution and water dilution is basically, like I said, you're in a, you're in a hospital setting, you can get a bottle of water and in that bottle of water, you can either measure out a, a half a cup to a cup, or you can just use the whole bottle of water. You can put in one to four pellets, let that dissolve, and then you can succuss that bottle. And of that, you can, if it's got a squirt top, you can just squirt one or two, just let one or two drops drop onto the patient's lips, rub that around. You can put it into their cheek. You can actually put it over their heart. Just put a few drops over their heart and you can just massage that in. The body actually responds to everything it's exposed to, guys. It's everything we're exposed to matters. And even just this, you know, I won't, I will say that I don't think it's quite as effective on the skin, but I've had a lot of people swear up and down that it, that was the only way they could administer the homeopathic remedy and they swore how well it worked. You can also autotomize, you can like old, the olfactory, you can put it in a little spray bottle and it can spray and they can breathe it in. Uh, as long as, especially if it's touching the mucous membranes, then the body reads it very, very quickly because mucous membranes are extremely responsive. Do not contaminate that bottle of water. Um, like if you're, gonna, if you're using a spoon, if it's a jar or something, you're using a spoon or an instrument or a syringe, make sure that it's a clean syringe, a clean spoon every time. Okay, so that's how you give it. And you, can, you give the water dilution exactly like you would the dry dose in a hospital situation like that. I've actually had some people in a situation where they say that the family members or other family members don't believe in homeopathy and they didn't know how to administer the homeopathic remedy. So they used a sponge, a non-medicated sponge, because some of them taste like mint, you know, and they're using them for people who are to clean their, their teeth or whatever. So they use a non-medicated sponge and they actually will pour a little bit of the water on that sponge. And then they just tell the family member that they're just moistening their lips which is true too <laughs> okay you just have sometimes we have to be a little more creative and just to help our, our loved ones get through whatever critical situation needs to be gotten through and then we can talk to our family other family members later <laughs> okay so the first the first definition here that we're going to talk about is, is, remember we talked about the acute heart failure or heart failure. It can be chronic or it can start suddenly. It can be acute. Heart failure signs and symptoms may include, like I said, the shortness of breath with activity or when lying down, fatigue and weakness. A lot of times, like I said, they can have, have had a very strenuous day. And then in the evening when they're lying down, then they can develop the symptoms. <clears throat> the, um, they can have experience fatigue and weakness swelling in the legs or ankles and feet, uh, rapid or irregular heartbeat, reduced ability to exercise. These are some of the symptoms of a heart failure or acute heart failure situation. So when we're looking at something like that, the homeopathic remedies that are listed are arsenicum album, antimonium tart, carbovec, oxalic acid, calcara arsenicum. We're going to go back. And so some of this, the 
the thing is, is if you look through the repertory, the Materia Medica for these particular remedies, and you look under the heart area that these re remedies represent, take the remedy in its entirety when you're looking at them. So for our Senecum album, we all know that our Senecum is a homeopathic remedy that we first look to when we know there's been some sort of toxicity or when our patient is extremely anxious or frightened. They feel like someone's going to steal their treasures or someone's going to poison them. And there can be a lot of anxiety with this homeopathic remedy. A lot of, I, I will say, paranoia type of situation. So keep that in mind. You have to, like I said, look at the whole the whole picture of the remedy. And so arsenicum is excellent for angina pectoris. Remember we talked about the <laughs> that we have to understand what all of these different terms are and that we know that angina pectoris is the medical term for chest pain or discomfort due to coronary heart disease. Okay, so with that, like I said, they can lie down in the evening and then they can start to develop these symptoms. So they can have that sudden tightness about the heart. The pains can go into the neck or the back of the head, the occiput area, but they always are accompanied by anxiety, remember, Arsenicum is a very anxious remedy. They can have the difficult breathing or even fainting spells. They can claim to have a cramp in the heart. They can have, they can have pericarditis. They can have palpitations when going upstairs. The pain, shortness of breath, tremulous weakness after following stools. It's usually worse at night. Arsenicum is a famous remedy for always worse at night. They can have visible pulsations. They can have the, a weak heart that trembles. They get, you can be brought on by irritable heart and smokers and tobacco chewers. Again, because of the toxicity, see. Pulse is generally more rapid in the morning. So that is the really good picture of the arsenicum patient that's experiencing heart situations. Just remember that there's always that anxiety that goes along with it. Antimonium tart, we can think of this remedy when there is great precordial anxiety with vomiting of mucus. Palpitations with uncomfortable hot feeling palpitations with loose stools, paralytic depression of the heart, weak, quick pulse, sensation of coldness in the blood vessels, sensation as if the heart were strained, rheumatic dilation of the heart, rapid pulse, weak and trembling, pulse is full and slow or contracted and hardly perceptible. In the antimonium tart, we know this remedy to have that loose cough that very often is associated with lung issues. So when you have someone who's complaining of heart type situation and symptoms, if they have that type of cough, definitely think of antimonium tart. Carboveg, one of my very, very favorites. It's not necessarily like the best heart heart remedy, but it is the best remedy to help get that oxygen going. You have, once you have, if you have that blueness that, that we talked about, the blue hue, the cyanosis, that is possible in a heart patient, then definitely think of CarboVeg. It can have thread-like, weak, or small intermittent pulse burning around the heart, pulsation throughout the body. I always think of CarboVeg when somebody says, I, I just feel like I can't get enough oxygen. Always give CarboVeg. And in this, I, I do like to start with a lower potency, even an X potency, and then you can move up. But if it is an extremely acute situation, then go ahead and give the 15 or 30 C. Oxalic acid, oxalic acid, we think, I like to think of oxalic acid whenever there's someone who has sensitivities to certain foods. Um, and again, they can have the precordial pains with, in, with dart 
to the left shoulder, angina pectoris, sharp, sharp pain in the left lung coming on suddenly, depriving them of their breath, palpitations and dyspnea in the organic heart, dis in heart disease. Worse when they're thinking of it, palpitations are worse lying down, feeble pulse, fluttering in the heart, heart symptoms alternate with aphonia. Remember we talked about how uh, heart patient or any, any patient actually in, in a diseased state can lose their voice just because they don't have the strength to speak. And so you can think of oxalic acid if this is one of the things that are happening in your patient. Calcara arsenicum. Again, the arsenicum factor here is anxiety. Um, the calcara end of it is more that calcium picture, our heavier set stockier patient possibly. Attacks of pains in the heart and fear of suffocating. See that, that sense of fear. Arsenicum always fears they're gonna die. Um, it's not like, they're not afraid, like aconite is afraid of dying, but arsenicum, they know they're gonna die and they are experiencing fear because of that. So constriction of the heart like a rush of blood to the left chest with palpitations and urging to stool. Constriction of the heart before an epileptic attack. Palpitations with oppression of the chest disturbing their sleep. Pains in the region of the heart and fearful palpitations. It's a very, it's very strong, it's a very, it's a good heart remedy. Okay, so those are the remedies we're gonna think of if we're we're with someone who has experiencing heart failure or situations where there shortness of breath, pains. We don't really know what's going on. It seems to be acute. We're going to look at one of these remedies here to help pull them out of it. And then we have someone with coronary heart artery disease or angina pectoris. Remember, angina pectoris is severe paroxysmal pain in the chest associated with an insufficient supply of blood to the heart. So this is actually more common than we of all the heart situations, this is extremely common as well because we can have small coronaries, it can be hereditary, or we can have blocked coronaries, right? <laughs> and Dr. Manuel Matoratera actually suggests that you give three homeopathic remedies or two or three homeopathic remedies. Start with aconitum because aconite, we know aconite to be what? Fear. Okay, when someone has severe chest pain, they're going to feel fear. So you give aconite, and then if it's a, like in the artery disease, if you have, um, you can give cactus grand and or latrodectus mactans. So we're going to talk about all of these, and again, you can give these in succession. Aconitum uh, is attack, heart attacks with anxiety and fear. It's that simple. Palpitations with anxiety after fright, palpitations during a fever, pulse fast, full, hard, tense, and bounding. Just remember that anytime the patient feels fear and they can even ask you the question, am I going to die? I feel like I'm going to die. There's fear in their voice, fear in their eyes, fear on their face. Give them aconite. All right. And then you can proceed and give them the cactus grand and, and or latroductus. Now cactus grand, this is a huge, huge heart um, remedy and they will say there's the sensation as though the heart were being clutched and released alternatingly by an iron band or hand and they'll actually use their hand and they'll, they'll show you the grip it looks like they're it feels like it's being clutched and they'll actually hold their hand to their chest 
and they'll show you what it feels like. Or as though it's expanding and contracting. You know, you have, remember in homeopathy, we use the synonyms of these different sensations as well. So like a little kid, like we think of belladonna as throbbing. A little kid might say it's beeping mommy or it's peeping or something like that. That's, that's that sensation. That's their terminology for throbbing. With cactus grand, like I said, it's going to be that clutched and release alternating by an iron band or hand. Constriction, very acute pains and stitches in the heart. Pain in the apex, shooting down the left arm. Palpitations, worse lying on the left side. Um, vertigo, dyspnea, flatulence, pulsations increasing on holding the breath. Endocarditis with mitral insufficiency together with violent and rapid action. So this is a person who has heart issues. <laughs> they can have aneurysm of the large arteries in the heart. And in one of the things is, uh, is aneurysm is actually when you have like a distension in the artery. It's, it's, um, you know, I always used to think when I was a kid, I always used the word, oh, she had an aneurysm and died. An aneurysm isn't what causes the death. It can cause problems because it's, like I said, the vein, the venous system can be distended. It can be like kind of baggy. It's sagging. That's an aneurysm. It's apoplexy, but it's when it bursts that causes the death. All right. So we'll get those two straight. So aneurysm of the large arteries in the heart for cactus grand. Latrodectus is, again, precordial anxiety, um, angina pectoris, pain in the precordia with the loss of breath, screaming fearfully, exclaiming that she would lose her breath and die, violent pains in the heart, extending to both shoulders or arms to fingers with numbness, restlessness with cardiac pain and frustration, pulse feeble and rapid. So at this point, you can give aconitum and cactus grand or aconitum and latroductus mactans because they're two different symptoms so you go ahead and choose and then arsenicum is also a remedy listed under this category of coronary heart artery disease we already discussed arsenicum i have it listed here above and then we have iodum iodum is actually iodine it's a great precordial um, remedy for anxiety, obliging him to constantly change his position, violent heart action, myocarditis, painful compression around the heart, tachycardia, pericarditis, pericarditis, in complication with pneumonia, mitral insufficiency, dilation of the heart after scarlatina, palpitations with faintness, worse for least exertion, worse in a warm bath, it's better in a cold bath. Very, very interesting. This is a very, um, this remedy is listed a couple of times in this heart situations. And you have to remember that <clears throat> as much benefit as the homeopathic remedy iodine does in, in our homeopathic world, we have to remember that it's one of the remedies that you should always make sure your family is aware of. Um, I say one of the remedies, one of the nutrients that we have. I know and on our store, we sell Lugol's iodine, which is liquid, pure liquid iodine. Um, if you Google it, the FDA says, oh, get rid of iodine. And they've purposely been taking it from our, our food source as well. It's hard. It's really hard to get decent, decent iodine in our diets. Um, kelp is one of the most pure ways that we can get it if it's a good organic kelp. But a lot of moms, once they listen to our Lugol's iodine tape from Dr. Brownstein, then they will paint their child's little cheek with iodine or they'll put it on the inside of their arms or they'll paint their tummy 
or the bottoms of their feet so that the child is getting enough iodine in their diet. Every cell in your body needs iodine to, so that it can run efficiently. And we are so deprived. And the FDA has known how deprived we are since the 30s. So do go on our website. I know you can look um, on the store, whatever, look for Lugol's Iodine and the Lugol's Iodine CD. And or it's, I think it's a DVD. Watch that. It's such good information. It's so amazing, and you're not, you can't find it on the web anymore. Uh, it's a little bit grainy, but you can still hear it good. Um, and it's so essential to a healthy body. All right, moving on. Um, Sambucus is another um, homeopathic remedy listed for our heart, coronary artery, and angina pectoris. And it's muscle contractions of the whole body. Occasional emission uh, um, of the heartbeat, pulse generally very small and frequent, sometimes slow, intermittent. Angina pectoris, where the pressure proceeds from the spine. Very specific symptoms here, aren't there? Unspongia, angina pectoris, faintness, um, anxious sweat, surging of the heart into the chest as if it would be forced upward. Um, blood surging up to the neck, head and face with closure of the eyelids and tears. Hypertrophy of the heart, especially right-sided with asthmatic symptoms. Valvular insufficiency. Dry, chronic, sympathetic cough of organic heart disease. Much like nausea, and we'll get to nausea here shortly. The next remedy is spigalia. This is a famous remedy for... Oh, let's go back to spongia for a moment. Spongia is famous for that type of cough. Um, that... <coughs> and... We often see many, many ocean remedies that have the, the strong cough that all of our like underwater remedies will often have a cough or have chronic respiratory issues. And so we think of that when we think of spongia, which is roasted sponge. Spigalia, um, violent sticking or compressive pains radiating to the throat, arms, and scapula. Violent palpitations, which can actually be audible. Throbbing of the carotid arteries, precordial pain. Spigalia is a famous um, nerve pain remedy for the long nerves. We think of hypericum for the short nerves, spigalia for the long nerves, and rheumatic carditis as well here with trembling pulse. Then we have tobacco. And with tobacco, we have listed angina pectoris, pain in the precordium region. Uh, nausea, cold sweats, and collapse. Well, that's the main picture of tobacco anyway, isn't it? Someone who, you know how parents used to catch their boys out behind the barn smoking, and they'd make them smoke the whole pack or the whole cigar or whatever, you know, if you watch old movies. Anyway, what is it what happens? The kid starts throwing up, breaks out in a cold sweat, and just drops to the ground. That's the picture you see when you are looking at tobacco. It's, it's also very good for like morning sickness, <laughs> because it's that intense when it comes to the nausea and the, the cold sweat and the collapse. Okay, then we're going to move on to Lil. It's called Lilium Tigrum. This uh, has the sensation as if the heart were grasped in a vice, much like Cactus Grand. The heart is alternatingly grasped and relaxed as if the heart were hanging by a thread. Heart feels full to bursting cold feeling about the heart, heaviness in the region of the heart, sensation as if the heart stopped, followed by a rush of blood to the heart and palpitations, palpitations during pregnancy, pain in the cardiac region with the feeling of the load on the chest. It feels heavy, 
like a load. Angina pectoris with pain in the right arm. So it's opposite of the normal left arm, but they definitely have the pain in the chest. The next remedy here is nausea. And nausea is a snake remedy. Uh, we, many of you are familiar with lachesis or lachesis or crotalus whore for hemorrhaging. Nausea is probably one of the most famous heart remedies as well. Acute and chronic septic endocarditis, damaged heart with infectious diseases, hypertrophy, weakness, valvular heart disorder, heart lesions like spongia and lorosterous, uh, low blood pressure like elapse or viper. Those are both also two snake remedies. Visible palpitations. Palpitations prevent speech because of choking. Chronic nervous palpitations worse after, pre after preaching. Threatened paralysis of the whole body, of the heart and the whole body. Angina pains extending to the nape of the neck, left shoulder and arm with anxiety and fear of death. Heart symptoms with pain in the forehead and the temples. So with nausea, I'm also going to throw this in here real quick because one of the things we're seeing a lot is since um, this wonderful 2019 catastrophic illness that's been going around the world, one of the things that's happening is people are dropping dead of heart attacks, okay? Like literally just dropping dead. Um, there was a doctor, and we posted this on our members corner, but there was a doctor from India who had posted, he had treated 50 patients. Now these patients had just acquired the disease. They didn't have the jab, but they had acquired the actual disease. And this is, and he used nausea um, in the first 24 hours, and then he used arsenicum and something else. Like I said, it's posted in our, on our members' corner. I can't remember exactly what the third remedy was. But the first 24 hours, the nausea, and he used that in a 200C or 1M potency. I can't remember which. And then the arsenicum and the other remedy. And he said he had full recovery within days, literally within days. And the nausea turned him around so quickly. And we know that everyone that's affected by this, this disease... Um, the, the persons who are affected most severely are those with heart disease or diabetes. Those are the ones that die, okay? So I can't imagine that they're not the ones that are going to have the, the worst issues even with the, if they take the jab, which I would never endorse, but if they do. Um, and so I would, this is one remedy that I would definitely look at having in my arsenal on my first aid kit is nausea, arsenicum, um, and some of these other remedies that we're discussing because it's extremely important um, to be able, if you don't have them on hand, you can't treat acute situations, right? You can't. I did that once. I had uh, food poisoning in the house and I called my homeopath and he, and he didn't even have it on hand. He had to order it and we had it air flown. I ended up finding another remedy that took care of the acute situation. Um, but I'll tell you what, after that, I built up my first aid kit. <laughs> okay. Um, then we're moving on to acute myocardial infarction. Okay, so now this is a heart attack resulting from acute obstruction of the coronary artery. So in other words, this person is going to go down, all right? Again, Dr. Dr. Manuel Matteau-Retera, he suggests aconite plus cactus grand and or latrodectus mactans. And we've already discussed all three of these remedies and the importance of all three of them. Um, and I would, you know, like I said, aconite first, then cactus grand, or latrodectus. Latrodectus is actually a black widow spider. Um, it's made from that. It's an amazing remedy for, for heart patients. Amazing. 
Um, and then we have ventricular tachycardia, which is, again, it's the rapid heartbeat that originates in one of the lower chambers or the ventricles of the heart. It's to be, to be classified as tachycardia, the heart rate has to be at least 100 beats per minute, okay? So again, and he suggests aconite and or nausea for this situation. Then we have ventricular fibrillation. And we, I mean, like I said, we discussed all of these in our first podcast, but we're trying to get through this now because this is going to get long. This is getting long again. <laughs> but the ventricular fibrillation is what they consider the most serious cardiac rhythm disturbance because as it's, disord- it's distorted electrical activity causes the heart's lower chambers to quiver or fibrillate instead of contracting or beating normally. And this prohibits the heart from pumping the blood, causing collapse and cardiac arrest. In other words, this heart stops. So again, aconitum, and what is aconite for? It's for fear, guys. It's for fear or fright. And then again, nausea. Now, the thing is, is I, that's what I was telling my daughter. I says, you know, when we, in the first podcast, we were talking about my daughter asked me about someone she knows who keeps getting rushed into the hospital because she's having these severe heart palpitations. They can never find anything. She goes home feeling stupid, but she knows she's having this pain, right? So I told my daughter, find out what's happening in her life when this occurs, okay? Because we all know without stress in our lives, probably none of us would have any disease. (laughs) Okay. Of course, there's always injuries and then there's always vaccine injuries and, and, you know, all these things that bring on disease. But if we weren't, if we didn't have any of those things and we had no stress, we would never be sick. We'd be these happy little creatures that God made and we'd be taking care of each other and we'd be so happy doing it, right? (laughs) So what's happening when our body starts throwing out symptoms? Because that's exactly what's happening. We are either put under tremendous stress, tremendous fright, tremendous um, toxic conditions, We've, you know, what's happened in our life that is causing our body to say, oh my goodness, I can't handle this. I need to throw out a symptom so they know what to do for me. Because our body, it's like its own entity. It will tell you what it needs. And that's what a symptom is, is it's telling you what it needs. And that's why when we use homeopathy, we are listening to that symptom need. All right. And we are giving it what it needs. And that's why we study these homeopathic remedies and we like to see the whole picture of it. So when we use aconite, we know that this person is afraid. They're terribly afraid or they have been frightened and they don't know what to do. Am I going to die? I think I'm going to die. Do you think I'm going to die? That's the type of fright from aconite. So, and most people who have severe fibrillation will have that type of fright because it's, an, it's something they've never experienced before and it's going to scare the daylights out of them. So give them aconite and then give them nausea. Okay, now here we have this bradyarrhythmia, Um, and again, this is an abnormal heart rhythm with a rate less than 60 beats per minute. In an adult, the term bradyarrhythmia is usually used instead. So this, when we have someone with their beats lower than 60 beats per minute, we're going to think of digitalis. Everybody knows what digitalis is. That's that's made from foxglove. It's a it's made from a plant. This is a constituent pulled from the, the, the um, plant foxglove. These people tend to have a sinking feeling at the heart, sudden sensation as if the heart stood still. Angina pectoris, constant pain or anguish at the region of the heart, irregular heartbeat, especially with mitral valve disease. 
Um, so if they've already got that mitral valve disease and they feel as though their heart stopped, let's give them digitalis. Cardiac failure following fevers, all right? Um, that's, that's pretty huge. Small, weak pulse, excessively slow, um, especially slow when, at rest. Okay, I'm going to tell you a little story here real quick. This kind of reminds me of we were cleaning out the garden. Now, you have to remember, we used to have huge gardens. We had two huge gardens when my kids were growing up. And in the fall, when we pulled the weeds and all the extra plants, we threw them over the fence to the cows. And the horses would go through it or whatever. Anyway, so this one day, we're throwing these, the mostly weeds at this point, because <laughs> everything else had been harvested and tossed. And so we were just cleaning out the weeds, and my cow, all of a sudden, she just looked at me, and I'm like, what's the matter, honey? And she started shaking. Her eyes got so big, and she... I says, oh my gosh, you guys, what's the matter with the cow? And I looked down at the weeds we had been feeding and foxglove was in the weeds that we were feeding this cow. And this is my milk cow, now mind you. <laughs> I panicked. Okay, I ran to the house. You know, I know people say, do these stories really, are these real? I mean, does this stuff really happen to you? <laughs> yes, this stuff really happens. I ran to the house. I grabbed the homeopathic remedy digitalis. I think at that time I only had a 30C on hand. I ran outside. I gave it to my cow. I just, I pulled the weeds because I told the kids, pull the weeds out of her mouth. I got out there. I pulled a couple more out. I shoved the homeopathic remedy in her mouth. I waited a minute, gave her another dose. And she pulled, she pulled right out of it, guys. It was so weird. And I thought, oh my gosh, we have to be careful what, we, what, what weeds we feed these animals. So anyway, I never forgot that. I seen how quickly it worked. It was, it was amazing. So I've never had occasion to, you know, I've never been around a heart patient that needed acute care. But I was really glad I had that remedy on hand. I don't know how bad she would have gotten because I don't know how toxic she was at that point. But it's still, it was, I was so thrilled I had the remedy. Okay, moving on. Um, Gelsimium, again, this is for a feeble heart. Um, slows the um, heart's action with cold hands and feet. It's as if the blood had ceased to circulate. It's a feeling as if um, it were necessary to keep in motion or else the heart's action would cease. Weak, slow pulse of old age. I have a friend who, her grandmother, um, one day, my friend says to her grandmother, Granny, you just don't seem to have the zip that you usually do. Oh, no, I'm, I'm tired today, dear. So my friend takes her granny to the doctor. And the doctor says, oh, my goodness. Um, well, our heart beats down to about 30 beats per minute. And now, mind you, she was already in her early 90s. And my, the, so the doctor said, we can look at doing a pacemaker. She goes, oh, no, that's fine. And he said, you know, so he told her and my friend that um, without a pacemaker, that her heart would just continue to slow. And um, she said, that's fine. I've lived a good life. So anyway, she did. She lived almost another year, which was a blessing to the family. And, and she died, you know, a very peaceful death. She had no pain, you know, but that's when we, we think of gelsimium for that type of situation. Lobelia. Um, lobelia, deep-seated pain in the region of the heart. And again, we think of lobelia, um, a dyspnea, anything to do with it, the lungs. This is a huge lung heart remedy when the two are related. Secuda, secuda uh, is trembling palpitations of the heart. Feels as if the heart stopped beating with a faint feeling. 
Ha, um, the heart's action is weak, rapid, slow at times, even imperceptible. Secutiva rosa is a very, it's a violent remedy in the sense that there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of action with secuta. Um, sepia. Sepia is such a well-proven remedy that, of course, it's going to come up in our heart situation here. Uh, I can honestly say that I think a lot of sepia people do have heart issues. Sepia is um, a very deep-feeling, non-communicative <laughs> remedy. Um, irregular circulation. It's, it, the circulation even seems to stagnate. Venous stasis. Congestion of the blood vessels. Um, dropsy. In other words, dropsy is when there's, there's accumulation of fluids and that's in consequence of valvular insufficiency general pulsations tremulous feeling with flashes hot flashes uh, palpitations with anxiety sensation is if the heart stood still the pulse can be full and quick during the night and then intermittent all right now we're going with paroxysmal arrhythmias here we have again this you know the abnormal heart rhythm arrhythmia it occurs um, when the short circuit rhythm develops in the upper chamber of the heart. This results in a regular but rapid heartbeat that starts and stops abruptly. This is the type of situation I like to put pacemakers in. I, I had one woman in my life that, 80, I think she was 82 years old, had arrhythmia her entire life. But then finally at 82, she decided, okay, so they have time to work on me now. I'm I have medical coverage. I can get my pacemaker. She got her pacemaker. They put her on Coumadin, and she ended up um, developing fibrosis of the lungs, so she couldn't get the oxygen out of the, the air she was breathing um, because she had such a reaction to the blood thinners. And it was very, very sad because she had no lung problems prior to getting in her pacemaker. But with this situation, there's many, many remedies listed. I'm just going to list them. We've already talked about all of these. Aconitum. Natmer, Pulsatilla, Sepia, Spigalia, Cactus Grand, Digitalis, Aconitum, Naja, and Iodum. And I say um, we've already talked about these remedies because they have um, any, any of these remedies are a good choice if the symptoms fit for this arrhythmia type of situation. Some other remedies we haven't really discussed yet are Orum which is great for angina pectoris, high blood pressure, sensation as if the heart stopped beating, palpitations with a rush of blood to the chest, pulse rapid, feeble, and irregular. This is also very responsible for fatty, fatty degeneration of the heart. Lachesis or lachesis, anxiety about the heart, palpitations worse in a warm room, palpitations in the morning on waking, high blood pressure, carditis, pericarditis, senile arteriosclerosis as if the heart were hanging by a thread now we have this is like the third remedy that we've heard as if the heart were hanging by a thread so that's a very interesting rubric a very in other words symptom so you pay attention to those odd and peculiar things and then you can go back and choose the one that best fits your heart patient magnesium phosphoricum again angina pectoris constricting pains around the heart when you think of magfos, always think of cramping pains. So here, this constricting, cramping pains around the heart. Magfos is proving to be a very, very beneficial remedy in a lot of the blood disorders that people are experiencing in the last 18 months. Um, those persons who are exposed to persons who have had the jab are shedding or sloughing. That's one of the things that have been coming up in a lot of our um, frontline doctors' reports 
And so when I have a person with disorganized blood, the first thing I do is give them phosphorus or this MAGFOS. I give them the homeopathic remedy MAGFOS, and then I actually give them the supplement magnesium glutarate like we have in the store. Um, there's different types of magnesium. There's like 10 different types of magnesiums. They're all water-soluble. But the one we carry is attached to an amino acid, which is rapidly absorbed, very effective, and doesn't give you the cramps and diarrhea. So that's the one I like. And like I said, that's the magnesium that we offer in our store. Um, the next remedy is Nux Vomica. This is getting to be a really long podcast, you guys. I'm really sorry. Okay, I think we can whip it out here quick. Um, Nux Vomica. And again, Nux Vomica is when someone has been working too hard or ate too hard much or drank too much or played too hard or were ex was exposed to something they shouldn't have been exposed to too much of something. Think of Nux Vomica if they develop sudden heart situation. Um, this is angina pectoris from too much coffee, tobacco, alcohol, or to eating to excess. There can be aortic disease, aneurysm, a hydropericardium. There can be all sorts of heart things going on, but it's always look to see what the situation is. Did they have too much of something that led up to this situation? Okay, and natrum muraticum, nat mur is um, again fluttering of the heart. And it, when we think of natrum muraticum, this is sodium chloride, folks. And whenever we think of uh, sodium, people, I know people come into my store all the time and they'll say, Doctor says I can't have any salt. <laughs> what? what? Your body needs sodium or it cannot function. Okay, so here's the misconcept, all right? If your body is if your sodium levels are too high or your sodium levels are too low, which actually does happen, but if your sodium levels are too high on your blood draw, you need to take the homeopathic remedy NAPMER. Natrum muraticum will help to balance that and help your body to utilize the sodium that's coming into your body, all right? Do not stop taking sodium. There's natural sodiums. There's, uh, I always recommend Himalayan, um, Himalayan salt because it's rich in other minerals as well but there's also natural sodium in celery and different fruits and vegetables, things like that. But don't stop taking sodium. It's very serious because your body needs it. It's just that if it's not reading it properly, then take your natrum muraticum, low potencies. I like even cell salt potencies, X potencies. But in this situation, if someone, you know, they've got this high blood pressure possibly, and that's why the doctor told them no sodium, obviously then they have an imbalance. And then if they start developing these other situations, this acute situation, um, heart feels weak and vulnerable, especially after grief. It's a huge grief remedy. It doesn't necessarily have to be their grief. It can be the grief that has followed through in their family lineage. Um, sensation of coldness or emptiness about the heart. Uh, the, it, the heart and chest feel constricted. Stitches along the heart. Um, but do remember that anyone with a sodium imbalance, give them a dose of NAPMER. Usually just one dose of 30C or 30X is enough to bring balance very often. And then their body will start reading that sodium again. And then you have their heart, their blood draw again, and you're going to see a balance. All right. It, it's not rocket science, guys. It's just that we have, God gave us all these wonderful things. We just have to think about how he intended for us to use them. All right. Yeah, and I love science because science can prove how well homeopathy works. <laughs> the next remedy here is plumbum. Um, this is uh, usually a very diseased state. Persons needing this remedy are 
already quite weak um, or have other disease states, cardiac weakness, weakness. The pulse is usually soft and small and it can go even below 40. Painful constriction of the peripheral arteries. There, there's usually a lot of what we call functional pathology when this remedy is called for. They, so they're already probably at a, at a, in a very weakened physical condition if this is the remedy that they're going to be needing. Pulsatilla. Pulsatilla, of course, really a well-proven remedy, much like sepia, and it's just like, yep, we need this remedy. We need to know about this remedy. Um, these are, are sweet, soft people who don't tend to tell people what they're thinking too much. They just assume keep it to themselves. They can develop this very weak pulse. They can have a burning in the region of their heart or catching pains with shortness of breath. It, they'll act, you'll actually see that they want to put pressure, um, even just of the hand on their chest, and they, that will help them. They feel better walking or with the windows open. They can be anxious, and um, especially from emotions or after dinner, because the pulsatilla person has problems digesting fat. So again, that can be brought on by too much fat. They can develop these sort of situations. Just give the remedy, right? Um, the last remedy I think we have here, oh, no it isn't. Argentum nitricum, I believe we already talked about Argentum nitricum. Uh, it was at the beginning of our little heart, no, that was antimonium tart. Um, I'm sorry. So Argentum nitricum, this is very often a business person, a businessman's remedy. The organic heart troubles of the businessman, students and brain workers. The burning, feeling in the region of the heart, anxiety with palpitations and throbbing throughout the whole body. Pulse uh, palpitations, worst line on the right side. Again, that's kind of an opposite odd symptom is the right side. Again, we have calcarb. We did talk about calcarb earlier, and this is our, oh, we talked about calcara arsenicum. Here's calcarb, weakness, palpitation at night after eating, palpitations of the feeling of coldness with restless oppression of the chest after suppressed eruptions. Calcarb is a very basic type of person, soft, sweet, loves their family, down to earth. You know, that type of person is... Um, and they can very easily develop heart problems um, or other organic pathologies, uh, hernias, things like that. So calcarb is a really good remedy to think of as a very um, large remedy. Okay, now we are, do are down to two. One of the most famous of all homeopathic remedies is glonium, which is nitroglycerin. Um, this is for angina pectoris, violent palpitations with throbbing. Whenever you think of the homeopathic remedy, there's going to be a huge throbbing. This is also one of the best sunstroke remedies that we know of. Um, it can cause all sorts of problems, but they're always going to say there's a throbbing or a waving of their whole body. They're going to feel as if their whole body is just throbbing. Or it could just be the throbbing of the heart, but it's um, pal violent palpitations with throbbing of the um, the carotids. Uh, high blood pressure and headache. Any exertion brings on a rush of blood to the heart and fainting spells. Cannot get up because of the heart pain. Full, tense, um, extreme pain. All right, the last remedy we have listed here, this really is the last one, is calicarb. It, and Cali is potassium, calicarbonicum, angina pectoris. And this one has a tendency to fatty de degeneration of the heart, variable, intermittent, or democratic um, pulse, Weak pulse, arrhythmias, palpitations on slightest effort, violent palpitations, um, shake the whole body. Again, we're thinking of the shaking going along with the, um, 
like the glonium, that throbbing, shaking feeling sensation, sharp pains about the heart, in through to the scapula. So there we have it. We have actually gone through <laughs> all of our homeopathic remedies that are listed for acute heart situations. Now, obviously, if I look up heart attack, there might be 200 remedies listed. But these are some main remedies that you can possibly even have on hand if you have someone that you know has a weak heart because if you you don't know what you're going to you don't know what you're going to encounter. You don't know what their symptoms are going to be. You want to be prepared. Or you know, like I said, at the very minimal, um at least now you have a little bit of information that good grief, we can help these people so much because even if there is like weaknesses um or degeneration of the heart muscle or valves or you know blocked coronaries the funny thing is is when we start using homeopathy the body starts healing itself now one of the things they say about heart tissue is once the heart has been damaged then it it can't repair itself it's one of the few organs that can't repair itself at all but i will tell you that i have a friend who had a heart attack about 12 years ago they gave her uh, they put a pacemaker in, gave her, I think, one to three years to live. They measure the energy of the heart, and hers was like it out of 30. Now, I'm not kidding. She's, she used Arnica, of course, to help after the, the initial heart failure, heart attack. She also used Hawthornberry. She takes Hawthornberry syrup, which we're actually going to do a Hawthornberry syrup resource on our members' corner so that you can see how to make Hawthornberry syrup, or you can buy Hawthornberry tincture. There's different places you can get it. It really helps to strengthen the heart's muscle. And then we can all, you can also use Hawthornberry homeopathic remedy, which is the homeopathic remedy Cratagius or Cratagius. And that is so amazing. And you use that one in a low potency to help build up the heart muscle as well. So 12 years, it's been since my friend had a heart attack. Has, she's on her third or fourth pacemaker. <laughs> but I will tell you that she now has, instead of, you know, when they, like I said, they measure the energy of the heart, but hers was at 30, but now hers is at 60. The last time they measured it was at 60, and they said, this doesn't happen, especially when you're in your late 80s. It doesn't happen. So it's amazing, guys, what the body can actually do when you give it good nutrition and you use homeopathic remedies to treat symptoms. It's that simple. And like I said, she just used low potency. When she's having a symptom, she takes it, uses it. But she has been taking the Hawthorne Berry syrup all these years. And she does use the Cretaceous homeopathic remedy. It's amazing. All right. With that, we're going to let you go. This has been a really long podcast. I'm sorry. I hope I didn't bore you. <laughs> all right. May God bless you and yours. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com, Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.